Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? It is a special Monday night recording session. We are doing a Chicks Quickie, bringing you a instant live review of AEW Unmatched Series 6. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. Ready to dive in. We got a case fresh uh, batch of AEW Series 6. Yeah, I came straight from the factory. To, Ringside uh, sent these things crispy, man. Yeah. These things were untouched, dude. Like It's like they came straight off the airplane and went straight in the, the back of the... The USPS truck. Yeah, we were hoping to find a chase, but uh, not so not our lucky day this time. Yeah, we wanted to bring you guys just a a quick episode to kind of uh, help help chase. You know, pardon the pun. The uh, that four hour epic that me and Jordan dropped on Friday. So you know, we gave you something that was a uh, kind of kind of bingeable. This is something that's just snackable. You know yeah. what I mean? Kind of sit down and uh, <laughs> and uh, knock it out on you know on your a, a trip to work or something. Yeah. I um, want to remind you guys, this episode and every episode is brought to you by Ringside Collectibles. Make sure you guys use in code CHICKFOLEY to save 10%, and uh, we'll get into it. Sheena, let's start with the Brody Lee. Yeah, so we got a new Mr. Brody Lee. He is suited, looks fresh to death. He's, uh, you know, red suit. I mean, I think it's a great looking figure. What about you? I think this is the fifth installment of uh, Brody Lee. It's that fifth Brody we got. Really, in a lot of ways, it's the second Brody we've got. The first yeah. one was kind of, you know, had some tweaks and uh, just deco changes. But it was basically the same figure. So this one's a little bit different. You know, he was rocking this look a lot in the early days um, of his time with AEW, leading the Dark Order. Kind of a spoof of the Mr. McMahon character in a lot of ways. It looks good. I do like the execution of the suit. Um, a lot more than than how they did it with the Tony Schiavone, Excalibur, and Jim Ross figures. Yeah, um, I was looking at it, you know, and something that really stood out to me was like the pinned elbows. I feel like they kind of just like really take away from the figure just a little bit. I don't know, the AEW figures really have some noticeable pins. <laughs> yeah, they stand out big time, man, especially since the... <laughs> I feel like I never noticed the pins before until... Mattel went to the pinless elbows um, about maybe like eight or nine elite series ago. And now I feel like it stands out like these look like a freaking marionette, man. They, they're <laughs> yeah. so big, dude. I know like the, the Supremes don't have the pinless elbows. So, um, you know, maybe that's something they can incorporate to the main line sometime mm-hmm. down the road. All right. We'll jump into our next figure. Um, we got Owen Hart here from the Luminaries line. Uh, I hate to start you guys on a down note with two of our dearly departed uh, <laughs> yeah. wrestling brethren, but um, we'll, we'll, we're going to pick the, the series is going to pick up after this. But this Owen looks good. Again, we got we got a red paint job over here. Uh, I think it looks better than the first one, but still, it's leaving something it, to be desired, right? Yeah. Again, got to start by saying. As a as a wrestling fan and figure collector, I'm grateful that in the year 2023 we are getting Owen Hart figures, right? Because um, the longest time we did it, and I'm glad that his family and you know specifically his his widow is at least at peace enough with the wrestling industry that she's allowing us a little something. But you know, I'm not I'm not. It's not a hot take to yeah. to say that these aren't the Owen figures anybody's really wanting. Like it was kind of cool to get one of them as a one off, but. Now we're getting alternate colors. There's actually a chase. Uh, this is one of the chases in the series with the uh, the blue tights. I don't know. I do like it better than the one that Ringside gave us just because the red's a little more colorful. I think I'm going to do a little mashup and take the jacket from that one and, and uh, the head sculpt with the headband and throw it on this one to kind of create the, the best AEW Owen figure so far. But 
you know, we need that black and pink singlet. Yeah, I agree. It's, I don't know if we'll ever get it, but, uh, you know. Even just give us a plain black crossed. and pink singlet. We That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to logos. have all the branding. Yeah, yeah it doesn't even have to have the all the logos. We got, there's, there's tons of amazing customizers out there. Yeah, get, get us some decals. Exactly. Yeah, Tony, yeah, yeah. You know, if if TK and Jeremy Padauer can just get us in the red zone, we we can we can punch it in the end zone on our Which own. Which is so funny to me because everything Owen that they've done in AEW has been so pink and black. Like exactly. you know what I mean? Like all the belts and all the yeah. all the fanfare for Owen has been pink and black, but yet this figure is like, you know, not. I, I've heard some people say, like, oh, you know. It's a WWE thing, dude. I cannot, in my wildest dreams, dude, I cannot imagine WWE going after them um, for making a black and pink Owen Hart figure. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. even know that that's a thing, right? Yeah. But if it was, I just, I can't imagine that being, um, being an issue. You, you can't just trademark color, can you? Yeah, you can't. And even if you could, I mean, one, I, I think there'd be a horrible PR move for them. And two, like, it's not like AEW is going to, like, you know, suddenly become the biggest sports entertainment company in the world off this Owen Hart figure. Yeah. The the micro brawler that they dropped, it was at oh, least yeah. in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was at least in the, you know, in the same stratosphere as Owen's WWE look. So right. I don't think it's a Martha thing. I think it's, you know, I, I hope I'm wrong. The cynical side of me says they're just holding out. They're going to milk these ones for all they're worth. Get people yeah. to buy them. Cause they know they're the first yeah. off the line. True. And yeah. then give us the Owen that we really want. So we'll see, you know, I know, you know, Jeremy, he's a promoter at heart, man. So you know, hats off to him. It's a good business move to do it that way, but it'd be kind of sad. And he's done what no this. what no figure um, company has done before. So you know what I mean, like getting getting Owen posthumously. He's got so, this Owen, you know. yeah. Um, next up, like I said, the series is going to pick up from here. We have an four outs- straight bangers. The rest standing, of the an outstanding looking Malachi Black. Like if this were Mattel, this would be an ultimate edition by all by all measures, yes. dude. Like. The, the cloak looks amazing. There's so much texture and detail on the boots. The tattoos are incredible. This mask, like they went above and beyond with the shading and the paint on the mask. The, the face sculpts look great. And I've been a little hard on the face sculpts of AEW figures as of late, like recently. But these look so good. Um, yeah, I mean, if you don't have the Supreme, like this is like, you know, if the Supreme's a little bit out of your budget. I, this is like an, you know, definite um replacement for that so yeah you could totally have this in your collection instead of the supreme if you don't want to go, go all out and this it's a top shelf figure like sheena said looks incredible um i would say it's kind of unnecessary if you got the supreme i'd have to look these face sculpts might be slightly different but they're you know to my eye they're basically the, this is basically like a, a, a one step down from the supreme but still an incredible incredible figure man and uh yeah i mean there's like six six additional pieces in here you know what i mean like the mask the hands the cloak the little face scarf thing uh the extra head like yeah Yeah, this figure's insane like it's if it wasn't for the supreme basically like kind of cannibalizing it i think that it would be um an early candidate for figure of the year 2023 yeah next up we have another one of our tatted up friends another uh xwwe yeah another xwwe and what's really funny to me is like this is an absolutely incredible figure as well and these two had a series of nxt figures together NXT series three we had um uh Al- what was her name and um ruby riot ruby riot i could not remember yeah ruby riot we had ruby riot and um ruby alistair, riot, black. alistair black drew mcintyre and killian dane true but the alistair and the i mean the killian dane was pretty awesome too they but, were all awesome that yeah. was drew's first figure Wasn't since that, he came yeah, back yeah that was like nxt it, six or something that right no it was nxt series three. Oh, three. sorry yeah nxt series three it was it was 
had, you know, this was, was, was at a time when Target had some weird distribution going on and these things were popping up online, but it was like, basically it was like one Target employee would, or, or a Target employee would scan in basically like one case of the figures online. So they'd come back in stock and then they'd be sold out within like 30 seconds. So they just, you know, they had the wrestling figure community on fire. Um, and it was Drew McIntyre's first figure back after he made, he made his amazing return from the Indies. Alistair Black, Ruby Wright, and Killian Dan were all three first time in yeah, the Yeah, it was just, just a, an incredible set. A freaking banger of a set. Um, and like I said, the Alistair Black and the Ruby Wright stood out. And it's so funny to me that these two are in a um, AEW series together and they both look absolutely stunning. Like they could be they could be in a faction. Like she could join House of Black and you would <laughs> never even question it. Like you'd be like, oh yeah, you fit right in, you know? Um, but I mean, she's got like, you know, the little half pant, you know, one, one the, pant, the one Zack Ryder ECW special. Yeah. One trunk, one, but, one legs trunks, one legs pants. But there's so much detailing like on her belt and this little chain a lot and of sculpting going on. Yeah. Here. So much sculpting the boots, there's texture on her shoes, her and kick the tattoos pads. are crazy on her and her and Malachi. Yeah. You know, I love the way AEW does their tattoos they are super sharp, super crisp. The color is vibrant on them. Um, they just look amazing. And I think this one, like I love that NXT Ruby, but this one really stands out. Uh, I think the orange hair really helps it pop. You know what I mean? Like just gives it that extra something. Yeah. I'm hoping it fits. Okay. Cause AEW figures are slightly thicker than Mattel's, but I think I might try to take the, um, take that entrance vest from the Mattel elite and, and throw it on this to kind of make like the, you know, the ultimate Ruby figure. Yeah. Love, love, love this figure. So, if, you know, pick this one up for sure. And next up, we have to talk about these guys together. Clearly, we have uh, Santana and Ortiz from Blood and Guts in their Dead Presidents inspired gear. Like this, just looks prison inmate jumpsuits. Yeah. These figures are crazy. They'd be awesome. Wild. They would be awesome by themselves, just as a tag team. But the fact that they're completing the whole set from uh, the Inner Circle and in that that Blood and Guts match against the Pinnacle is just. You know, chef's kiss. Yeah, and we have a super unique, never, I've never seen this before. It's a hand sculpt with a fork yes. in the hand, dude. So, I mean, th- you could switch this with your John Moxley you for the check, Texas man. Death yeah, Match. Hopefully those skin tones match up because, yeah, we could get Mox forking up uh, Hangman's head. Yeah, but the the face paint on these look awesome. I love the, the change of hair in the Santana figure on the additional head sculpt. Um, just awesome looking figures like if you saw these on the shelf even if you weren't a wrestling fan you'd be like wow like i need those you're stopping and getting these just throwing them in your toy universe (laughs) yeah super cool so that wraps up series six uh like i said a banger of a series and we've been kind of critical on um aew figures as of late but this feels kind of like a little bit of a resurgence uh for for jazz now it's back set for sure yeah the brody figures kind of like you know it's whatever obviously we love brody and glad to see them continue to keep his memory alive the figures just kind of like it's there yeah. you know, for me. Like if you're a Brody fan though, it's really or a Dark Order fan, it's really cool. Owen figure is what it is. The other four are all just straight up four home runs. You know what I mean? And a lot of times on these AEW sets over the last six to nine months, if you get one good one in yeah. the set, it's kind of, you know, that's kind of what's been the been par for the course, man. But th- this set is on fire. So hats off to the team at Jazzwares and uh and Jeremy. I'm giving some great some great, great figures this set. Hopefully, it's the start of an awesome 2023 for uh, Jazzwares. And I want to remind you guys again, when you go to order yours, use code Chick Foley at Ringside Collectibles to save 10%. Yeah. We got some listener mail, Shane? Oh, yeah. So, this first one's going to come in from our buddy Sambro. Always keeps the, the mailbag full. Uh, yeah, we may have to just rename it like the Sambro mailbag, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just name it after him. Yeah, he, he's always hitting us Thank with you, some. Thank you, Sam. Because I, I, I think Sam is kind of 
motivating other people to come up with the like the best, funniest, like most creative questions. Dude. Yeah. So he's kind of setting setting the tone, man. Yeah, these are specifically figure related questions that we requested. But um, if you listen to our main show, we just it's it's a free for all. Like you know, you can ask whatever. It's starting to become the most anticipated segment of the show. Feels like for a while <laughs> yeah. this year. So and we have a, we have a ball with it too. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But Sambro says. Besides, this is tying back into one of our old mailbags. Uh, besides a hot piece of Seth's favorite pie, is there anything better than opening a fig with a couple of beers? No, it's the best, man. It's super relaxing. Um, it scratches a couple itches because one, you're like decluttering, right? Like I know right now I'm looking in the corner of the room and I got a stack of about a dozen figures I need to open up. So it's going to free up a lot of space in uh, you know our, our office slash home gym slash podcast studio <laughs> when I do it. So this is the multi-room. Yeah, and it's a ton of fun just getting these things out of the box and, you know, it's your first time really getting to see, like, the back of the figure and playing with the articulation and seeing how all the different accessories work with it. And, yeah, it's just the best. Like, MOC collectors, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> yeah. Sambro also says, do your kids enjoy opening figs? Oh, yeah, they love it, man. Like I said, I, I've gotten to where I kind of, because I like doing it so much, I don't just open up as I get them. I like to get a little, uh, you know, a little a little like loop pile going and then do them all at once, you know, spend like an hour getting like a nice long, uh, unboxing session going. And, uh, but you know, Brett, he comes and hangs out with me a lot while I'm, I work from home most of the time and he comes in the office and he'll see ones like, you know, the, the attitude era ultimate edition ring. That's the last thing that just set him on fire. Like every day he's bugging me. When are we going to open up that ring with Kane? When mm-hmm. are we going to open up that ring with Kane? Um, yeah, right now it's when are we going to set up our extreme sets arena? He's yeah. like, you know, all about getting that thing set extreme up. Extreme sets hooked us up with an awesome care package. You can use code Chick Fil A to save ten percent at extreme sets. Also, so you're ten or fifteen percent. I forget, yeah. but you save code, some money. Yeah, use code Chick Fil A, and those things ain't cheap, so it's a pretty decent amount of cash you're saving. But yeah, we got it halfway set up up in the attic right now, and he's been bugging us every day because. He's really missing the the arena setup we had at our house in Virginia. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny, Seth, talking about just getting a loot pile saved up because, you know, today was trash day and we took our can down last night. And when I got home from running some errands last night, you know, the he just threw the, the boxes into the trash can loose, you know, because it was just like a, a pile of boxes. Well, the wind had blown the trash can lid up <laughs> and there was like, you know, Mattel boxes, a few Mattel boxes like scattered down the street. The I was like, two pack with Britt Baker yeah. and Jade Cargill. I was like, people are going to know this is us. I got to go scoop up all this trash so we don't get accused of like trash in the neighborhood but uh yeah always bag it bag that stuff up before you throw it in the trash uh johnny jb said are you gonna pose the owen aew fig with the brett mattel ones if as it stands no if mattel and i could see them doing this in the legends line if mattel would give us brett from his uh stampede wrestling days and just the trunks and stuff like the old look like the cowboy brett hart look um, if you will, I would pose him like that, but, uh, no, as it stands, I wouldn't, he doesn't really go with the, the black and pink Hitman. I would, if Jazzwares would give us what is honestly one of my like top three or four most wanted figures right now, give us Bret Hart from double or nothing 2019, where, you know, it's almost been like lost, uh, to history because yeah. Bret ended up signing a new legends deal with WWF or WWE right after. But if you remember, Bret Hart was the one that unveiled the AEW championship yep. to the world at a uh, double or nothing that was 2019. Crazy. That was crazy. So that would just be really, really cool if we ended up, uh, getting a figure of that. And, and I would pose that with Owen is kind of like just a little spiritual connection with both of them being represented in the Jazzwares AEW line. All right. Sambro says, what do you guys think of the way Jazzwares has decided to do one of 3000 and one of 5,000 chases? Um, 
I mean, I'm glad that we're getting more than what was it like one of 500 and one of a thousand before. I'm glad there are more opportunities to get this, some of the chases um, because the way Jazzwares does a few of their chases, like sometimes they're totally different figures. You know, like one that Seth has talked about on the show before is the the chase mocks with series the five, eye, yeah series five, five um, with the with the eye patch dude. Like that figure was so awesome. I think that was like a one of 500, right? Uh, I can't even remember. Yeah, either, but, but it was it was, it was a hard to freaking find chase, yeah. and uh, we just happened to score one with you know the box being all shredded and everything. Yeah, we got lucky, like because you know it was it was an expensive figure, and you know I mean obviously like we're we're okay, but I'm still not at a point financially where I'm going to go and just drop three hundred bucks for a figure just because somebody's got a one of five hundred sticker on yeah. it. Yeah, luckily a uh, fellow collector had one that. I don't know if it like fell off the truck and then got ran over or if a grizzly bear got hold of this thing, but the box was absolutely shredded. So we, we got a sweetheart of a deal on it. Cause you know, most collectors getting those, we're like the only psychopaths that are actually opening those figures up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we set the, uh, we set the internet on fire for a little while. We were just teasing our chick Foley audience. We told them, you know, we had already gotten the box and we knew it was damaged and everything, but we posted online that, you know, we left Brett, the baby face in the room by herself and he started, he ripped <laughs> up the box and everybody was like, no, oh my God. You know? So people were, people really got a kick out of that. We're like, no guys, like we were going to open it anyway. But I will um, say like, as a collector, like it's cool right it's all it's always nice having like a, a rare piece that's got some value to it that you're adding to your collection especially if you're able to find it on the pegs as just a figure enthusiast i don't really like it though because like how sheena said they're making totally different figures like the wwe chases one they're much more plentiful right they're mm-hmm. like uh you know maybe they're making 66 percent of the uh the regular one and 33 percent chases to use some scott steiner math but it's always just a color swap whereas these it's a totally different figure, and sometimes it's the better figure, man. Like it's been a handful of times where the chase has been the actual better figure. Yeah, remember the Darby was the better figure yeah, at the time. The Darby was the better. The Thunder Rosa, um, the Mox, you know, the De- yeah, the Mox in Series Five and the Mox in Series Seven, where he was in the New Japan gear. That's the only time we've gotten that look as a, as an AW figure. So that kind of sucks, man. When you gotta, you know, when you can't find like the 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 better version of the figure, but. I also kind of dig it because it's a way to get more figures out. And I'm always a fan of getting more figures out instead of just color swap. So I don't know. I I guess if I had to sum it up, I have mixed feelings on the way they're doing it. Well, I just feel like it depends on what you're doing. We, we personally don't collect for like value, figure value. You know what I mean? Like I'm not collecting stuff to resell it. You know, we resell a lot of stuff, but when we bought it initially, we weren't buying it for the value of the figure. Yeah. I have over, we have over 1400 figures in our collection right now. Not one of them has been bought with the intention of like, Oh, this is going to be worth some money down the line. Like we buy stuff. If we want to have it, play with it, display it. Yeah. So I think, I think it just depends on the, what type of collector you are, um, what those chases, you know what I mean? Like if it, if it's important to you or not. So like I said, we opened that mox and <laughs> we're happy to have it yeah. on the, on the shelf. So <clears throat> I think it's the best figure AW's had in their whole life. Yeah. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> Sambro says out of this set, who would you grab if your mom said only one? I think so, you know, it says this set, right? So I'm going to go ahead and assume that, you know, my mom was a, a boss and got me the Alistair Supreme uh, or not the Alistair, the Malachi Supreme. Uh, and so since this one's very similar, I'm going to go with the Ruby Riot figure because that's my second favorite in the set. Uh, so I'm going to go with Ruby. 
I'm laying down in the aisle, crying my eyes out, and just making my mom get me Santana and Ortiz. I'm, yeah. I'm walking out the store with two figures. I'm going to pull it off. Yeah, I, I can see that. You'd be like, no, mom, like they can't be separated, yeah. dude. Like they, they have to go together. And, you know, if I only get one today, the other one might be gone by the time we come back. Exactly. Yeah, you can't just have one. They're, they're, they're attacking their faction. They got to go together. I can see you doing that. Tad, oh, yeah. on the, your brother, on the other hand, he'd probably settle with me. He'd be, he'd like, be happy for whatever he got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sambro says, "Did the kiddos ever go for wrestling figs when you guys go out shopping?" Oh yeah, yeah. Brett's he he kind of goes in and out. He's got a few different lines he likes. He loves his Minecraft toys, and he's he's always been fond of the Mario toys and stuff. That's one another one he goes back to. But he's been buying wrestling figures since he was little, man. Like right now, he's all about a Bobby Lashley figure. That's kind of like his number one most wanted toy. We don't know. I don't. How, I don't know how he got on Bobby Lashley. We don't know how he got on Bobby Lashley, but that's like his favorite wrestler right now, and. You know, he's got, so I'll let him play with like the figures we have on uh, Dolph Ziggler just fell off the tower of figs. Yeah. We, uh, I'll let him play with like the, you know, my actual collection figures and stuff, like the ones we have on display. Cause he is pretty good at actually having little matches with them and just playing out little stories and not just smashing them together. Like the kids from the Hasbro commercials back in the day. Um, but then he's also got his figures that are like free play. He can take all yeah. over the house, bathtub. throw them in the bathtub, backyard, whatever. And it, it's mostly like my old Jack's bone crunching action figures. And then he's got some different basics and stuff that he's just accumulated over the years. But right now, he's all about a Bobby Lashley that he can take out of the office. That's what he says. That he just says, go- yeah. says, I want an out of office Bobby Lashley. <laughs> and it just goes to show you that, like like we said, I don't know how or what Brett saw of Bobby Lashley that just like got him hook, line, and sinker. But it just goes to show you that like even when I was like, you know, what is the deal? Why do they keep pushing Bobby Lashley? Like, dude, there's something kids, about you. It appeals to kids, dude. If you can so, get over with kids, I think you're over. Yeah. And Brett loves this man. So, you know. More power to him. He said we got to have a Bobby Lashley that's got the hand so he can do the Yeah, the he's point the point. Pose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brian Vermeer, um, I used to be so excited to see new AEW on the pegs. I no longer feel that way. Why do you think that excitement has died for many on these? So this is a big question, man. So a lot of stuff going into this. Sheena, feel free to hit me with the wrap it up sign if we're going too long on this one. I think first and foremost is just the TV product cooling off, right? Like yeah. A lot of times the excitement with the figure answer. line is tied right in with the TV product and for a number of reasons, AWTV has cooled off a lot over the last nine to 12 months. Um, it feels like it might be on a little bit of an upswing now though. So hopefully that continues um, Two, the figures have just gotten worse, man. Like it, to me, I'd have to really go back and look um, to see, to pinpoint exactly where it's at. But in my mind, it was right after unrivaled series five, man. I feel like those first five series, they all sold out basically instantly on ringside. Like, if you weren't there right when the pre-order link dropped, you ended up being all the way on like pre-order three or four on these figures. So they were super hot and they were top quality, man. Like I just remember being so excited getting these out of the box. Like it's a, like a, a core figure memory for me is unboxing Unrivaled Series 5 in the driveway at our house in Virginia and seeing that Jungle Boy, the first hangman with the long tights, yeah. that Luchasaurus when figure. We, when we pulled just, Luchasaurus you know, out, you know, we saw it. It was like, you know, perfect sun, like, you know, just just glimmering off the box, you know, and me and Seth both go like, oh. Yeah, we were just, it was a jaw dropper, man. Um, and it was shortly after that when they announced that they were going to start doing Unmatched also, basically releasing twice as many figures. Which we were excited about at the time. We were like, oh, that's a good way to get more merch out onto yeah. the shelves, you and know? The thing is, we compare mm-hmm. them to Mattel because it's just such a natural comparison. It's the two wrestling companies, and they're making wrestling figures that are very, 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 very similar. Um, 
But Jazzwares is an infinitely smaller company than Mattel. You know, Mattel, depending on what month of the year you're in, is either the number one or the number two toy company in the world, along with Hasbro. Um, and Jazzwares, even though they are like a major company, they're much, much smaller. And I just don't think they have quite the resources to apply the same quality um, control. Yeah, quality control across the board with that many figures. And I think as the product started to cool off and the figure line cooled off a little bit, I think uh, I get the vibe that maybe they've made it less of a priority internally also. Cause yeah, Jeremy doesn't it, even like tweet about it yeah, anymore. Yeah, we used to see Jeremy tweeting about it like every other day and stuff. And now like people have to remind him, like people are practically like begging for updates on the line. We get mm-hmm. hardly no information. We're never seeing any new like, you know, drops or anything like or, or new like, you know, renders being dropped. Um, I just feel like it's a number of reasons that have kind of just made it be less of a priority for Jazzwares. And, you know, the proof's in the pudding. It's showing when these figures show up. All that being said, Unmatched Series 6 looks like it could be a return to, you know, their prior mm-hmm. glory. So maybe they went back to the drawing board because it has been a little while. You know, the release. We were happened. worried that it was going under. Yeah, we thought, we thought it had gone under. We saw them going off the pegs. There were no pre-orders at all available for the longest time. And it was about a four or five month gap. So maybe maybe they went back to the drawing board because this definitely feels like it's a... Um, it stands out from the last four or five sets we've gotten of AW figures. All right. Sam Rosenthal says, what do you think about some of these releases that represent a match? But that match was so long ago at this point. Yeah. Hence the blood and guts match. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, uh, I mean, it's cool. I always like match specific looks. And this is kind of weird because like I mentioned in the last question, you know, Jazzwares is a much smaller company. So you think this would be one situation where they would have the advantage over Mattel being able to quickly pivot and change up looks or change up lineups or whatever, um, just because they're not making as many figures. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've heard Action Figure Tech say that Mattel has a hat. They're making so much product that their lineups are locked into place basically a year out most of the time. So um, this seems like something that the Jazzers could take advantage of, making small batch figures of uh, based off a specific match. And that's something I feel like both companies could really take advantage of. Think about like. Um, Think about like how like in real sports, like like, you know, the the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, the commercial break right after it's giving you the phone number and the website to go and order the Chiefs Super Bowl gear. Like for these big matches, typically if it's like a main event pay-per-view match, it's guys that you've already had figures of and stuff. Like, dude, hit up WWE, hit up AEW, say, hey, give us some reference shots of what gear these guys are gonna be rocking at the event and have a figure ready to go a couple weeks later. Just, you know, give us yeah. a couple thousand repaints and throw it out there, dude. Like, how cool would it be? If the Wednesday after um, Revolution, you could have ordered uh, MJF figure with his gear from the match. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that, I feel like that's totally doable in 2023. It's totally doable for certain people. I feel like a lot of a lot of people's, um, you know, entrance gear and ring gear and stuff like that, like is it, it changes. They would have to like do some research. I mean, you don't got to give us like ultimate that. editions. Give it just the ring gear. No entrance gear and stuff. Give us something True. to commemorate the match. Give us MJF and those trunks he was wearing with the AW belt done man that's you and if you put like some uh half-ass effort into the packaging yeah people are snapping that up all day yeah i agree um john swallow our buddy from coming down the aisle fellow pod foundation brother says the blood and guts set should have come together in a set or not done them at all i think um i have some thoughts on this because i was super excited when they announced the Dark Order was all going to come out in one set. I was like, wow, that's so cool. They're going to do a complete Dark Order set, you know, all in one way, right? Um, and I think it was cool at first, but then those figures, I think they almost single-handedly like sunk the line, dude, yeah. because that was the first 
set that I remember just like sitting Riding and clogging the up the pegs. They're still Dude, on the pegs. And still on the pegs. Yeah. And not just like, not just like one set, like there are like multiples of every character on the, on the shelf. And I feel like when you do a wave like that, you're only a, a, appealing to like a small niche audience who's going to buy that whole set. And then you're stuck because like, if a kid walks by or a collector walks by and they're not in a dark order, like they don't have anything to buy yeah. on the pegs. So, I mean, I see what you're saying. I think it's cool when they do that, but you'll find like Mattel has never done that. They always, even with a group as over as the new day, yeah. they always spread them out. Yeah. Like I said, as, as a hardcore collector, I would dig it if they would do it, but business wise, it just, it makes no sense, man. Yeah. I, and I think specifically because of how poorly that dark order set did at retail. That's why we're never going to yeah. see Jazzwares try that again. Yeah, that was a ultimate flop, unfortunately. Dougie Nunya, what got you guys into collecting? Not as a kid playing Bash and Brawl, like actually keeping some things MOC. Is this our last question? Um, no, we have one more from Dougie Nunya. Okay, nice. All right. Uh, so I've honestly kind of always been like, I even as a little kid, I always took like really good care of my stuff. That's one thing my mom like would always tell me about me. Like I, I was never like just straight up like destroying toys and stuff. Tell it to your LJNs. LJNs had some pretty hardcore matches, but that was, that was a mindful choice of mine. You know, I got a set of LJNs later on, but I'd already had Hasbro's, right? I never did my Hasbro's, how I did my LJNs. Um, I would say basketball cards are what really got me into collecting, man. Like 1992, the 92, 93 season, Shaquille O'Neal, Alonzo Mourning's rookie year. Um, I was eight years old at the time and I really got into collecting cards, man. Like I was all into, you know, obviously getting the cards, but then like keeping them organized, you know, catalogs or I have my Beckett price guide looking up the values of them and stuff. And I think that's what really kind of gave me the collector's bug that's never really stopped. Yeah, for me, I've, I, I've been collecting things as long as I can remember. And I think that stems with my dad. My dad is a hardcore collector. Like he has an insane NASCAR collection. And, you know, when he gets into something, he, he goes in like head first and starts collecting. Um, and I remember as a kid, like, this is going to sound so lame, but even just stuff like Happy Meal toys, like I wanted to have like the whole set. Like if it was like, you know, a, a something that I wanted, I wanted all of them. You know, I remember Burger King at one point had these Pocahontas cups and I was like, oh no, I want all the Pocahontas cups. I don't want just one, you know? So my dad would always take me and make sure that we got every single one. And I remember like we would go get Goosebumps books at Barnes and Noble and I wanted like the whole collection. Like I wanted them all lined up on my shelf. Um, and I, and I was, even before we started collecting wrestling figures again, um, well, Seth, we were collecting sneakers, but I had more collections than Seth at that point. Like Seth was basically just collecting sneakers at that point. But I mean, I had all kinds of like vintage wares and like thrift finds and things like that, that I was collecting Funko pops. Yeah. So I've had a collector's bug for a very long time. You brought up the uh, the Pocahontas cups from Burger King. Summer of 92, we did this all in one day. Me and uh, Nana and Uncle Josh went to Burger King, and they had the original Dream Team, you know, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. They had cups for them, all 12 members. And we stayed there and bought enough drinks until they would give us all, all the <laughs> wow. cups. We ended up just, you know, they ended up, after like they realized what me and Josh were doing after like the first four, and I'm pretty sure they just gave us, like they let us just yeah. buy the rest of the cups. They didn't make us actually like get drinks because back in the day you know people are spoiled nowadays you didn't used to make your own drinks like it used to be that drink machine was back yeah. the counter. if you want a free refill you had to walk your ass up there and <laughs> hope to, hope the employee was nice enough to hook you up yeah oh man have uh, you know and now the happy meal toys you know we don't get up we don't do a lot of happy meals and stuff but like they're lame like the last time i got the kids a happy meal their toy was a poster yeah it was so like a little stupid poster 
I would have drugged that freaking <laughs> Happy Meals cheeseburger across somebody's face if they tried to give me a poster when I was five years I old. I mean, just think about how how much Happy Meal toys have declined. Like we had like awesome things like the uh, you know it was all the little McDonald's foods that like turned Transformers yeah. and everything. And then at Halloween they would have like all the special McDonald's Halloween stuff and the McNugget buddies. Um, at one like Disney, the Disney license was huge for McDonald's because yeah. they had like all the 101 Dalmatians and all kinds of stuff. But yeah. Happy Meal toys are shitty now. Even when they redid the McBuckets, dude, like the Halloween buckets, dude. Yeah, they half-assed it, man. Like, ugh, annoying. Last question of the day, Dougie Nunya. What's the biggest regret in your fig collecting days? Buy, sold, trade, something, and regret it. Uh, I mean, I've talked about it Financially, the Chiche Strongbow one, like, that's one I still may have actually ended up selling because I really did not like that figure at all. I had no emotional connection with the Chiche Strongbow, but I... I got that figure for twenty bucks, and then I sold it for a hundred bucks. Um, I thought you were on the come up. Dude. A couple like, weeks oh, later, because at the time it was still just you know a pre-release figure, and I'm thinking like you know I, I could always find would find one later on. And it was like four days after I sold it, um, it announced that he's canceled, and now that thing's going for like you know seven eight hundred bucks. So I screwed myself out of like five or six hundred bucks on that one. Um, as far as like actual stuff that I really care about, man. Um, I'd say maybe just not grabbing more Hasbro's when I was a kid, dude. Like, mm. I kind of faded on the Hasbro's. Like I said, I got into NBA basketball cards big time at 92, and I was still playing with my Hasbro figures a lot. I still had a really active fig fed, but my fig fed was WWF Hasbro's, WCW Galoobs, and then I had, like, the Ninja Turtles, and I had Marvel Toy Biz and stuff mixed in there also. So my roster was lit, and those last few sets of Hasbro figures, I wasn't getting any of the doubles. Like, I never got Red Card, Brett. I never got the black and silver Shawn Michaels, um, you know, the second version of Yokozuna, some of those. And I feel like, obviously, some of those are worth a ton of money now. And secondly, like, I just kind of felt like my collect my childhood collection would have been a little bit better if I would have had them. So well, not I'm, even taking, your, I'm taking it way back. Man. Yeah, not even your childhood collection. Uh, remember, you know, before Major Bros had their podcast, you know, we would go to like the swap meet and we would go to like all the collector shows in Just Hawaii cheap, yeah. and they would have Hasbro's, you know, and they were still like, you know, collector price, but nothing to what they are now. It'd be I like mean, you could get like a Yoko Zuno from that last series, the one with the, uh, the white pants, you could get him for like, Maybe thirty five bucks. Yeah, and now that's like a hundred and fifty dollar figure. Easy. It's, yeah, it's crazy. You know, and then they blew up. And we were, I go back and look at some pictures from when we were at collector shows and stuff. And there's this one where Seth is literally surrounded by totes full of like MOC Hasbro's, dude. And I was like zooming in on some of the prices, and I'm like, oh my god, dude. Yeah, like, I remember, like, I distinctly remember because I almost bought it, even though I wasn't collecting Hasbro's at the time. I just, I've always loved Scott Hall slash Razor Ramon. He's in, he's in my top five favorites ever. And they had the purple Razor Ramon MOC for like fifty five bucks, man. And now like I know we were Luz, thinking like, like uh, hundred bucks. Dude. Yeah, we were thinking yeah, yeah fifty five bucks. Like you know we can get some, we were we can get another Mattel, you yeah, know, get some yeah, more exactly. Mattels. Um, but yeah, that I remember that specifically. You brought up the Hasbro's, but that wraps up listener mail for us. All right, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you on social media and uh, give us some closing thoughts. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Uh, you can find all of our links to all of our brand partners and our exclusive Facebook group at chickfoley.com and follow all of our Pod Foundation brethren over at Pod Foundation on Instagram. Yeah, you can check me out on the uh, debate on Turnbuckle Tavern this week. Uh, you know, I got in there and roughed them up, explaining to them why Roman Reigns is the, uh, the superior heel in pro wrestling right now, not MJF. But we kept it cordial and it's always a good time with those guys. And yeah, like we mentioned, make sure you check out Extra Cooler and Coming Down the Aisle. 
All right, guys. Uh, make sure you are filing your taxes before <laughs> before tax day. IRS is going to come. Give IRS you the is right going to come kick your ass. Uh, but uh, other than that, have a good week, and we'll talk to you soon.